This idea that we've got to do aggressive digital advertising, throwing copious amounts of money at something mm-hmm. and just hoping that something works. Oh, we've got to do TikTok ads now. Let's just do TikTok ads. Disruption ads, which again, everything we're saying, there's a time and place for, but we do them strategically with other stuff in mind. There's so many risks when you just put all of your efforts and all of your budget into one channel or just advertising and you're not focusing on like a holistic strategy. Mm-hmm. Like if we just talk paid media, right? We just talk like meta ads, for example, like there's so much that could go wrong if you find three old school mindsets about marketing you need to shift now welcome to the marketing mentors podcast brought to you by red pandas digital i'm joined by the of course amazing lovely linda and i'm tasha and for those of you watching us um obviously if you're listening you wouldn't see us but if you're watching <laughs> we're in a new location which True. is yeah really welcome exciting. guys yeah welcome to our new <laughs> office um it's been an exciting last couple of weeks getting set up in our new space. I know we're still working on some stuff, but... Uh, yeah, this yeah. office will start to change. I think throughout yeah. the next few episodes, you guys will start to see a few different backdrops, but yeah. we made it to the new office. Yeah, it's we're cool here. cool to be here. Very exciting. And the acoustics are different, the lighting's different. So bear with us as we're getting our bearings, recording this in a new space, mm. um, but it's exciting. And um, I want to talk about what you just said. Yeah. Because you, again, just dropped some nuggets there. So say that again, Linda, slowly. Okay. So we're talking about old school mindsets about marketing okay. that still exist to yeah. this day. We see it exist. Yeah. Whether it is an old school marketer or it's mm. a CEO or a general manager, someone in leadership that still has a really historical kind of dinosaur way of mm. looking at marketing. Yeah, definitely might ruffle some feathers here and we're not sorry about it. But, yeah, you're right. I've definitely come across probably in the last few years um, people that have, yeah, a little bit of an old school mentality around like traditional marketing tactics that and like the key word there is tactics, right? Yeah. That, you know, oh, these have always worked and we've got to do it this way and it's like, or people that are just kind of looking for short-term wins and yeah. not thinking about the holistic overall marketing strategy. Yeah. And like, that's what it tends to come down to. Yeah, 100%. I love that. So we've got three we want to share. The first old mindset, um, this is a good one, find a growth hack to boost our growth now. Mm. That word hack. Yeah. Oh. Just like yeah. quick short-term wins. Exactly. So we're talking things like, you know, maybe it's a quiz. Mm. Maybe it is like if you're in the fitness industry, maybe it's like an, an app. app. Yeah. <laughs> Every fitness person I know. I've got an app. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they go straight for that. Yeah, that is that is true. I think in, another way of looking at it, if, if you can't understand what Linda just said, which is very clear, but um, a trending tool or a tactic or like a shiny new object. I think we've talked about this in maybe mm. one of our last second true. last episode was like um, anything that kind of is like, oh, give me a growth hack. I need something that's going to get me to get really fast growth overnight. Like it just, look, it happens. Yes, sometimes we see it and, you know, we've had a few TikToks that have just gone, you know, crazy overnight, but we didn't hack anything. Yeah. There's just, it's sometimes it's luck of the draw, but most of the time things are strategically planned out and executed. I think there's a time and place for these yeah. things as well. There's a time and place for calculators and, and you know, self-help tools and, yeah, and quizzes and things yeah. like that. But I think the important thing here is not using that as a silver bullet That's for it. your overarching strategy to try and generate leads or get better conversions, whatever it is. It needs to be considered tool that's added to your marketing toolkit, if you will, yeah. based on the data that you're seeing. You know, if you have a website and – you're not converting your traffic to leads very well, then sure, maybe something that can help people convert is better 
but making sure that you're looking at your analytics and considering why are we doing this tool yeah. and making sure that it's not going to just be a silver bullet is the thing here that we see as a shift that needs to change. Yeah, so much, so much. So looking at the new mindset, so from find a growth hack to boost our growth now, the new way of looking at this is finding a sustainable strategy that will enable gradual and steady growth. This yeah. just makes so much sense, right? Yeah. It's like, like just anything. Do the basics well. And do the reps. Yeah. Just get the work in. Do it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Yeah. Um, you said something really cool before I wrote down. Focus on the foundation. You know, service your existing clients really well. Do what you can do really well well. Yeah. Like stop stuffing around with the shiny new toys. Yeah. Just focus on the people That's that you it. currently have. Like you have existing potentially, hopefully, you have existing members, customers, whatever it is, focus on those people first, service them really, really well. Yeah. So they want to become, So sorry, yeah, so they want to become 100%. evangelists and, yeah. and brand advocates. And it makes a lot of sense, like even as I reflect on how, um, you know, Moby and I and yourself, Linda, because you've been around almost as long as I have, how we've grown the business, you know, it was just the three of us for quite a while. Post-COVID, we boomed. But, like, if I think about what we did and what we did really well in that time, we serviced our existing clients really well. Yeah. And we we, we didn't cut corners on the way we do our service and our delivery. Yeah. And I, I truly think that's a big reason why we've grown the way we've grown is because we've not cut corners on servicing our clients. Mm. And we haven't. Referrals have been very big for oh, us. And trust me, getting caught up on shiny new object syndrome is a real thing in digital and marketing. marketers. We're in digital <laughs> marketing. And like how, t- oh my God, TikTok. Do you remember when TikTok came yeah. out and Moby like lost oh, his yeah, shit on it? And he did what he did. He built the following. He, I feel like as marketers, we do need to give in to some of the shiny object syndrome sometimes mm-hmm. because our clients come to us seeking advice and yeah. like console on like what should I do about TikTok? Everyone's on TikTok, you know. Yeah, yeah. How many times have you been asked? Should oh, we be totally. doing threads? Yeah. Let's you just get an ad up on TikTok. Yeah, it's yeah. like, wait, like what are we trying to do right now? Exactly. <laughs> we can do it, but it needs to be considered. That's it. Yeah. Because otherwise it's not going to do well yeah. or it's going to run out of steam real, real quick and then yeah. we're going to have an even shitter conversation. Yeah, 100%. So I guess like the point I'm trying to make is – Service your existing clients really well. Yeah. The new tools, the new strategies, the new techniques that come up. Like not, I'm not saying don't look at them, don't yeah. investigate. By all means, learn. Like be a sponge, learn that shit up. But don't think that it's going to be, like Linda said, the silver bullet that's going to solve all your problems and get your mm-hmm. growth and your lead generation happening overnight. Yeah. It just doesn't. I think the flip side of that is just, you know, on the basis of like looking at your foundations is just do – things like your basics well yep. and consistently yeah, yeah. before you start moving to trying new things like or just make sure that you're doing them to start with yeah you know for us at red pandas it's producing three articles per week mm-hmm. it's producing two podcasts a fortnight amongst all the other things that we're now doing yeah. at a, a baseline yeah, before we true. start to go out and, and you know do all these new things like right yeah. now we're developing a scorecard for our website that allows people to go onto the website score themselves from a marketing and sales point of view and it's a quiz yeah but we are only now developing something like that because we have those foundations set yeah you're spot on yeah and i think don't get caught up on those numbers that linda said the three articles a week the True. you know four po- podcasts a month that that's a team of almost 20 full-timers you know working together so it's definitely not a number that i would tell a business as they're just starting up or if they're much smaller than that 
those aren't numbers you have to achieve. I think the three articles a week is probably the highest yeah. priority if you can get to that. Um, but, yeah, you're spot on, Linda. Consistency is so important. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. All right. Okay, old mindset number two. All right. So I'll read it out. It is to grow through aggressive digital advertising. Oh, every time I read that, I think of um, – have you watched oh, – What's is it Mad Men? The marketing I have show? watched it. Yeah, with but like a long time ago. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Like old with Mel school. Gibson? No, I don't think it's Mel Gibson. Oh. It's another okay. good-looking man. But anyway, okay. it's, <laughs> it's like just aggressive old-school marketing techniques that are like, you know, they do the subconscious thing like you need to drink Coke now and then she like whips out the <laughs> can of Coke and has a drink. Like, <laughs> Yeah, okay. It's like shit. I'm cringy. But, yeah, I know, so cringy. But, um, yeah, so this, uh, this idea that we've got to do aggressive digital advertising, this is like – throwing copious amounts of money at something mm-hmm. and just hoping that something works. Like, yeah. oh, we're going to do TikTok ads now. Let's just do TikTok ads. Yeah. Disruption ads, which, again, everything we're saying, there's a time and place for Yeah, because we do do disruption ads, but we do them strategically with other stuff in mind, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think really tactical. This is really tactical. It's like let's just go out there and see what shit hits the sticks. Do you know yeah. what I mean? yeah. yeah. I worry about this one a lot because, like, there's so many risks when you just put all of your efforts and all of your budget into one channel or just advertising and you're not focusing on, like, a holistic strategy. Mm. Like, if we just talk paid media, right, we just talk, like, meta ads, for example. Like, there's so much that could go wrong if you funnel all of your efforts into generating leads on one channel. You know, there's competition, right? Like, cost change. You know, if the – platform goes down like you lose your leads like yeah, you're yeah. so reliant on just one channel it's really really risky you know yep. for google algorithm changes like there are so many different factors here yeah and it's risky as a business to be focusing on that and i understand how some businesses can get caught in that because they might need quick wins mm-hmm. and i i can see how businesses fall into that trap yeah they need a quick win they put all their efforts into paid advertising they generate leads but then we don't look at the longer term issue, which is what are the quality of those leads? You yeah. know, you're you're targeting people, let's say on Meta, right? Yeah. Like you're targeting people that are on Facebook. It's disruptive advertising. Like you said, mm-hmm. you're not building a relationship with them. So well, what's the problem with that? The problem yeah. with that is you're not working on an entire relationship, customer journey with your people. You're not mm-hmm. building trust. So they're going to be going with you based on vanity metrics, yeah, like are you cheaper, are you more convenient? And yeah. that is a bad route to yeah. go down. I think it's a bad route when you don't have, like Linda said, that brand, that that trust, that um, what's the word I'm looking for? The That relationship and that trust. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like if you're Pepsi, if you're Coke, if you're, you know, Nike, if you're Tesla, like Apple, they can do these aggressive ads that we see because of who they are, right? They're those yeah. brands. They've built. They've built that that brand authority, if you will, the word I'm looking for. There is a time and place for aggressive ads, I think, yeah, for totally. smaller brands. But again, it's coming back to a strategy. It's coming back to a, a like a more holistic view, like Linda was saying, around okay, maybe they've been to our website, they've downloaded a piece of content, they've maybe had a sales call with us, maybe they've been to an event, maybe they've been to a webinar. Like there's already some type of rapport being built with this prospect and our brand. Yeah. And then when we feel like that they're at a point where, okay, we can probably go a little bit more aggressive now, you could possibly use it. But like this is like this is up in the air, you know what I mean? Everyone's brand is different. Everyone's story is different. So 
you yeah. take it with a huge grain of salt. I think that's so important. Like that point you mentioned, you know, you've got people that are in different levels of awareness when they're shopping. Mm. And when you have uh, just a focus on like your digital advertising and your disruptive ads, then you're just hitting the low hanging fruit. Yeah. But then you're almost limited when it comes to leads because you're not actually nurturing all these people nope. that are going through this this awareness journey yeah. of trying to figure out, okay, I have a problem. Who are my options? You don't like, just wake what am up I trying one day to figure and realize out? you need a sales coach. Exactly. You're, 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 and so you're like losing bang. all those exactly. people where you could be building a relationship and building trust with those people. Yeah. One day those people are going to hit the point where they do need a service and they're just seeing your ads. They're not seeing anything more. Yeah, from exactly. You. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I feel like I need to inject this somehow. I don't know how. Mm. But like I went to Tony Robbins a few weeks ago. Yeah. As you know. <laughs> yeah. You know. Because <laughs> I've yeah. Now everyone that's listening knows. <laughs> and I don't know. I feel like. Obviously, Tony Robbins has his brand. Like he's done this incredible job at building this brand. Everyone, most people know who, if you don't know who Tony Robbins is, please go Google. You live under a rock. The amount of people that I've asked though in the last couple of weeks, if they know who he is and they're like, no. Really? Who asking though? Sounds familiar. You know what? Under 25 year old neighbor. (laughs) My 80 year old. 80 year olds probably know Tony Robbins. It's these under 20 year olds. I feel like not a lot of them. Really? I don't know. Who knows? It's a strange world we live in. Yeah. Anyway, trying to bring it back to the point of, um, his brand. Mm-hmm. So he's done this incredible job at building the Tony Robbins brand. So he sells out like seven, 9,000 people rooms, arenas of people that know Tony Robbins, believe in Tony Robbins, want Tony Robbins. But then um, this other guy that works with him, I don't even know his name. I can't remember his name for the life of me. There was yeah. two other guys working with him mm. that were great speakers and great like believers, if you will. Yeah. But I can't remember their names. Right. All I know is that they spoke at the Tony. There was three. Were they good or? They were okay. They weren't Tony Robbins, right? So it's like this, I guess what I'm, I don't know what the point is that I'm trying to make, but there's something in there with branding, with building your story. And I feel like that's where we're going into now. which is (laughs) So old mindset, grow through aggressive digital advertising. Mm Mm-hmm. Some might argue Tony Robbins' advertising is quite aggressive. <laughs> That's very trash, it is. <laughs> um, and then the new mindset, grow through building a resilient, memorable brand. Yeah. So I guess you could say he's got a, yeah, <laughs> he's he's a very got a memorable, memorable brand. <laughs> and then like the upsells at this event, oh, my goodness, maybe that could be a podcast episode. It's just like really <laughs> maximise oh, I would love that, event. yeah. Yeah, it was I know, crazy. I would love to hear that. Well, we have our event coming up next month, Mm. finally. Yeah. Um, Long time coming. Yeah, I know. Hey. Yeah. Uh, And we can definitely share. Maybe we can do like a wrap up and upsells on that one or something. Yeah. But with that said, new mindset, grow through building a resilient, memorable brand. This is kind of what you were talking about before, you know, build a really nice brand story. Maybe have a, you know, a brand ambassador or a brand manager. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) We love our brand managers. We sure do. Um, and that, that idea of like build awareness of your brand, who you are. Uh, don't talk. It's interesting. You've got to balance it with like talking about ourselves mm. and not being salesy, right? Yeah. It's just like we're on this mission. This is what we do. This is who we, you know, who we're talking to. Um, this I wrote a bunch of things around like build brand loyalty and yeah. those are things of like, you know, ambassador programs, advocacy programs, promoter programs, referral programs, like whatever yeah. it might be where you are looking after, I think it's coming back to looking after your existing clients. Yeah. Making them feel valued, loved, cherished whilst you're building this this brand that you have and then the people within your business's brand. Yeah. There's different ways that you can build your brand. Like 
we're talking marketing, right? There are so many different ways and channels, like formats that you can build a brand. For us at Red Pandas, we really focus heavily on content to help us build our brand. So we said earlier, like we produce a lot, a lot of content every single week. For us, it's articles Mm -hmm. and videos. We do a lot of that to build our brand. So that way, when we say building our brand, we're providing helpful and educational content. So that way, people that are our ideal clients can search the way every buyer searches which is online on search (laughs) engines they can search their problems concerns worries fears and we are providing helpful unbiased resources that help them in their journey yeah and we do it in a way where we don't ask for the sell straight away we are trying to be an authority in our Mm -hmm. industry that is just providing really helpful education and for us that's us building our brand and that way when that person who read a HubSpot article on what is Sales Hub three years ago now is interested in HubSpot, they're going to start to think about us because yeah. we help them in their journey. Um, so that's one way to build a brand for us. It's content. Mm-hmm. Also, there are so many different ways that yeah. you can build a brand. Yeah, so many different ways. And I know we had an episode on like building a personal brand. Yeah. I think yeah. like our personal brands come into the business brand as well, so much so. And like like even just this podcast mm. is doing – it's content, like you said, and there's us sharing it on our socials and uh, with our clients and our friends and stuff. And that is yep. all working on building this brand, this story, this mission, the goal of when customers come to us, they're like, oh, I already know you. I already trust you. Mm. Uh, I love you. I want to work with you. <laughs> no one I don't said that to me yet. <laughs> I'm kind of glad though. Yeah, that's a bit weird. <laughs> let's keep it Look, professional. Love, love's all around, mate. Eh? Like you yeah. can love your clients. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Moving right on to old mindset number three. I love this one. <laughs> I think it's funny. Um, let the customer success team handle existing clients. Okay. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So traditionally, and I, you still see this in a lot of companies, funnily enough, won't name any, um, but <laughs> someone becomes a customer and then they're like, okay, not my problem anymore, bye. And then oh, they just send them off to handovers cu- done. customer success. Yeah. They're like, bye, Felicia. Like literally never want to talk to them again. Yeah. And it's see this a lot with RTOs, just saying. Yeah. Uh, software as a service, RTOs, yeah. like a lot of businesses do it. A lot mm. of businesses do it. And the bigger you get, I think the easier it becomes. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, you're not, a, you're not a prospect anymore. Okay, off to Because it works internally. Them. It makes sense internally. Logically. You're about your your. Uh, your business yes. and the processes and so you have these siloed departments yes. so you're thinking for the business but you're not thinking for the customer you're not thinking for the customer and that person is going to be the one to give you as we've just said now they're going to be the one that you're going to have that referral program for and they're going to be the one that you're going to be upselling to so you need to look after them because they're the ones that are going to bring you more business yeah so what's the solution honestly i don't know like what you just give one client a dedicated person the whole lifetime that they're with you well, I don't know. It doesn't really make sense, nor is it like mm. scalable. Let's be real. Um, but in this instance, a new way of looking at this would be build a mark a marketing funnel, quote unquote yeah. marketing funnel. So a, a list. If you ta- tactically, what that looks like, it's a list in your CRM or your database of your clients or customers, and turn them. Have a campaign. Have a strategy. Have an execution to turn them into brand advocates. Yeah. So whatever that might be, it's an exclusive customer-only newsletter, for example. Yeah. Maybe it's an exclusive, uh, you know, client-only event, something like that that is going to make your customers feel special, that they are your customers. Mm-hmm. And this is not a special sale or promo. We're not. I'm not talking about sales or promos here. I'm talking about marketing, content, like exactly what Linda's talking about, lead 
lead nurturing, but it's more like customer nurturing. Yeah. So if anyone's ever seen any of our customer journey maps that we build, um, it's all the way at the end, kind of slightly down <laughs> the bottom in green. Yep. That's the service side. Like what do we do with our existing customers from an automation point of view, like check-ins? Do we do check-ins with them? Do we ask for reviews? Do we try and upsell them at different times? But more mm. importantly, what like how do we keep educating them and nurturing them so they continue to know, love and trust us? Yeah. Obviously working with an account manager or a client success manager is one thing. But often, like, and I see this a lot in the work that I do, like I'm, I'll do this like onboarding period mm. and I do have to do a handoff. So I've, this, the end, the customer has now had a salesperson talk to them. They've then had like an onboarding person talk to them and then they'll get a service, like a, a service success person talk to them. Yeah. For the most part, it works fairly well and we have processes that take them through. But you just can't guarantee the quality of service across those three different people. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know what this. I don't know what the silver bullet solution is. I really don't. But yeah. if we have having a stream of content dedicated to your clients. Yeah. To keep building that trust and educating, I think is one way that you can help turn them eventually into a brand advocate or. It seems like as you were talking to you, like I found two like key themes here. Number one, it's like looking at the transition between departments. Yeah. So making sure that that is really smooth so people don't fall through the cracks and they have a bad experience. Like the RTO example that I um, I mentioned earlier, I see it with RTOs is because you'll have the sales team take them through the sales process. They'll get the sale hand it over to admin mm. to process the invoice and get them enrolled, but there's a breakdown between yeah, them and always. it's like I've hit my quota so they're your problem now and they don't follow through. And, you know, if the admin team misses it, processing it, then the student ends up having a really bad experience mm. because sales have wiped their hands because um, their commissions end with just passing it to the, the invoicing team. So, right? yeah, so the transition between departments, I as you were talking, I found like really important and then just cr cross department, um, communication, mm. you know, like you said, marketing, working on existing customers, not just focusing yeah. on new customer acquisition. It's so funny. Cause people always go, Oh, marketing cost center. Rah, 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 rah. It's like marketing is like the heart of the business. They are everywhere. I'm just, I'm just putting <laughs> it out there. Be, yeah. They should be marketing, mm. bring you in new leads. They bring you in new team members. Marketing can be responsible for content to close deals. Marketing can be responsible for content to bring you in new A players. Yeah. Marketing can help with upselling your existing customers. Recruitment. Like, oh, my God. So much. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. That Old was school good. marketing mindsets. Yeah. We had a couple more, but I think we'll keep it at three. That's nice and tight. Yeah. Um, but if you've got some marketing, my old school marketing mindsets, as you're listening to this, you're like, oh, they should have talked about this one or this one really grinds my gears. If you're a family guy <laughs> uh, viewer, um, feel free to hit us up. Let us know. We'd love to talk more about these old school mindsets and maybe you disagree with something that we say true definitely hit us up for that one i'd love to hear some of that um but otherwise linda always a pleasure likewise t <laughs> we'll talk soon bye for now bye <laughs>